Hi, and welcome to Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I interview my father, Robert Chow, one of the first survivors of the 1970s Cambodian genocide. He survived the killing fields, navigated through the jungles of Thailand, and escaped to America to build an empire in the donut industry. After about 40 years, I think it's about time he got a chance to share his story. I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. This episode, we are actually going to take it back a little bit. After we finished recording last episode, we realized that we did not really get into the full details of Robert's time in that creepy hospital. You know, after we finished recording, I was kind of sitting here thinking to myself, um, you know, a a place where people do experiments on humans sounds like something that comes out of a horror movie. And uh, thinking back, I, I just don't think that we got into the full details of exactly what happened there. So this episode, we're actually going to be taking a trip back in time a little bit and kind of going back into the full details of exactly what did they do to Robert during that time period. So, Ba. Hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> so I'm back. Let's go back a little bit here. So last we left off, you were really sick in the forest. And so you took a carriage, cattle transportation thing to this hospital back in Moncobre. There was a bunch of Khmer Rouge, quote unquote, Khmer Rouge nurses and doctors who really weren't doctors they weren't certified in any way and you were there for 10 days and that just seems like that just seems like a really 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 terrible place um 10 days especially why don't we kind of go back into the details starting from the beginning when you arrived what do you remember what did they do to you um and let's kind of dive deep into that yeah, when I got to that hospital, I think that day was passed out, I think, on the carriage on the way. But I think when I got to the hospital, I, uh, I, I woke up and then, you know, here's in a hospital. So it was no bed. And then they put me on the floor and just rest there. And then the next day, the, uh, took me into one room and inject the uh, green coconut juice. So did they give you water or food or anything at this place? They do give you water. They give you some food, some, you know, just uh, not a whole lot. Right. And um, no, there's no room. I think, you know, it's just like open, no bed. I just slip it on the floor. Mm-hmm. So uh, just next to each other, I mean. Uh, it's just no bad. How did you feel when you got there? Did you feel safe? Did you feel like you were in the right place? This is where they wanted to send you, right? 
Yes, uh, I think you no. Know, most of the six six people, I think you're lucky that you you thought you're lucky that you go into that hospital. Mm-hmm. After you, you you got there, you realize that this is not a hospital. This is the uh, place that they just use human to experiment. You know, they medicine. Uh, I don't know what called medicine. It just. All kinds of herb, all kinds of coconut juice that they inject as IV. That's what they thought. Coconut, green coconut juice is as IV. Uh, well, I I was fourteen years old. I I didn't. T- I I cannot tell the difference. You know what it was. So yeah, they put me. Uh, I think the next day, you know, they they took me to uh, uh, a room and then. They just ask you what's your problem. I said, you know, uh, I couldn't breathe. Uh, Going back for people who didn't remember from the last episode, Ba deals with asthma, deals with allergies, really, really heavily. Obviously, if you have those those types of medical conditions, you need inhalers. You need, um, and it gets really, really bad. You you really can't breathe. You feel like you're suffocating. Yeah, and they didn't know. What it was too well. Uh, that's all. That's all they ask, and then they let you lay down on the, you know, waited on a in the room on a on a bed that it's a bamboo bed. So a couple hours later, they bring in a, uh, it's a needle with a big what do you call it? It's about 10, 20 cc of that juice. They they take the uh, green coconut juice in front of me, and then they put the needle through that coconut head and take the juice out so it's not even in like some sort of plastic bag like it usually is it's no no, you're talking just no literally they put it in the coconut juice and then stick a needle inside of you yeah so i think so now that needle is not really sharp man it's just like dull needle and just so it was so painful just stick the needle into your vein and you know uh, you just skin and bone. It's easy to find the vein, you know. But it's still, it's still pretty painful, very painful. And uh, when you saw that, when they stuck the coconut juice, when they brought a coconut juice in front of you, what what were you thinking? Ah, uh, you know, uh, you got no choice. Did, Did you, you try really? to kind of get away from it? No, I mean- it just in your in in your mind. Uh, you just maybe maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help. You you don't know. Uh, and then or oh, maybe you die. Die at that time. I'm not scaring anymore because it's just too suffer. Then probably die now. It better than later. So you didn't really really care much what happened to you yeah. because uh, you feel kind of numb. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it'd be a good time to just kind of pause here and point out the fact of how many times Robert exactly had mentioned that he just wasn't afraid to die. Like being in a kind of mindset and a kind of position where you just don't quite see a difference between living and dying and actually thinking about dying as a positive is crazy to me, right? Isn't that just so backwards to what we're used to? And and I think it just kind of goes to show like how far to the limits he was actually pushed 
in his life and how much pain he was suffering to be pushed to the border of where life and death really just doesn't matter. I mean, I think it's just crazy. So I think, you know, uh, after then, they just inject your coconut juice into your body. And that is so painful. The last time I remember when after the inject, after they inject the needle into my wing, I was so painful, so bad. You were that, screaming. Well, uh, no, I didn't scream. You just hold your breath and that's what I was remember. Then I pass out. Uh, I guess I pass out. I was so how long was that? I didn't remember. Remember, so how long? Because it's, I don't know, it's no day, no time. But I know I pass out for probably, I don't know, six hours, 10 hours. But when I woke up, now I lay down in a room with a bunch of dead body. Inside that hospital. Inside that hospital. That body in that room, I think they just. Get ready to burn. Cremate. Cremate it. Just throw into the uh, fire. What did you feel at that point? It oh, must have I was smelled scared. really, really bad too. I was scared. And uh, and then I scream. I scream for help. Then I think it's two, uh, two girls, about 15, 16 years old, dressed in uh, black uniform that work in a hospital and just rush into the room because they said it's all dead body. Why the hell voice in there? Mm -hmm. Then I move and then they took me out from that uh, that room. Yeah, it was it was scary. It, it was it was so scary. It was so confused. And uh, they took yeah they took me out uh, from that room and then how many bodies? Me. How many bodies were in there? Oh, it's quite a bit. Probably around. I don't know, probably around 20, you know, 20, 20 dead body. You didn't really, really, really count. I mean, you know, when you woke up, you just, oh my God, it just, it's all body around you and you just among that dead body. So you were scared, so you just scream and the room was about maybe, oh, Probably 200 square feet. And just, it's, you know, it's laid down on the floor. It's, it's no bad. It's on the floor. Right. Yeah. Uh, they took me out and then they placed me on the floor outside. And even now you still have the scar? Uh, that scar, that from another Wait, experiment that they did. Mm. I still have scar on my left arm. Up until today, even after 45, 46 years, I got three, one, two, three, four, five scars that I'm able to see up until today. But on my stomach, they cut it, but that one is no scar now. I mean, after for a long time. But these three, four scar is still, you know, it's still, it's still there. Uh, you can still can see it. They, they just 
want to uh, experiment their medicine, the one that, that, that really doesn't make sense. But they, they try it anyway. So if you die, be it. You know, uh, did they learn anything? I don't think so. It just used to human just for, for fun, I guess, you know, just want to, hey, I want to try this today. I want to try something different on, you know, uh, 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 this guy, see if how it reacts, you know. Uh, Was everybody else there getting the same treatment as you? Coconut juice and all these different experiments? I what do you remember I heard hearing? that that they they use a lot of coconut green coconut juice it's almost everybody yeah yeah so and you left that room and the two soldiers got you out and where did they put you next they put you on the floor I mean you know next to everybody just let you lay down there's no explanation no anything and then you can ask too many questions and then it probably can kill you uh, you just keep your mouth shut and just just follow what they tell you to do so they place me on the floor next to everybody uh, sick people and people have diarrhea, fever. Did you make any friends there? Do you know anybody? No. Recognize anybody? No. No, I think, you know, uh, you scared to talk to anybody. anybody. Yeah. Because if you say something's wrong, just one or two words, then you, you die. They tortured you. You just live like an animal. Worse than animal. They give you some herb pill, and you don't know what it is, you know, what it was, and you just take it. Because I think in that herb, they put some sugar, something that mix it, and, you know, so it helps. It helps your energy a little bit. So lay down, get some rest. Uh, the next day or two, it somehow... I got infected from what I didn't know. So, uh, where was your infection? Infection, it just popped, it just right here. Right this on is your, the mark. What is it behind your elbow? You see the injected needles here? And right. And the infection is uh, below. Yeah. So, right below where they would pull the injection, generally yes. where they have pull blood or put the injections in your vein. Yeah. Right below that kind of on your forearm. Below, yeah. yeah. So it's swollen so bad. Uh, it was painful. Couldn't sleep. I told one of the uh, nurse that gave me the medication, you know, the herb uh, medication, I show it to them. And then I think the next uh, fourth, Five hours later, they took me to room again. To in the room, I was so scared. Said, oh my god! They know you know now. Yeah, yeah, every time you get into the room, yeah, every time that's but God, I I I got no choice, you know, because it was so painful. So it's swollen so bad. It's all red. Was swallowed it? like a you know 
a, a, a like an egg, you know, like, like a, a ball, yeah, bo like a ball, like a ping pong ball. It's sticking out. It's red. I couldn't even move my arm. I mean, that is only two day after two or God, I say this two two or three day after they inject that near the coconut juice. So so they took me into to the room again. I said, "Oh my God, this is it!" I'm you didn't try to resist. No, you can't. You cannot. You, you have cannot. no energy either. Well, not you energy. Just... You just cannot say anything. You know. So <clears throat> they pulled me in to that room, and then uh, they have, uh, I believe. It was about three or four people in that room, and and the girl. I see all kinds of knife, man. Oh god! That knife, it just like it just like we uh, use for chopping, cutting meat here. I mean, you know, just a regular knife. I was scared. I said, "Wow, what are they gonna do to me? They're probably gonna." kill me do they tie uh, you down at all no no they you have people hold your hold hold down your your hand your two hand uh, your head and your leg on a bed and then they i saw they burn that knife with the alcohol which is you know probably try to uh to kill the bacteria on the knife you know anything right. so they they burn it they burn the knife Oh, I was I was so scared, and then I don't. After then, they just cut. They cut that the swollen place because it was like a bubble. But it's just like a ping pong ball. Yeah. So raw, no, what do you call it? Uh, I just take the knife and just cut it. I was so so painful, and and then they. Uh, oh, uh, it was, you couldn't imagine, I mean, how painful it was. And then they, they cut it, they, they cut it, I see they cut it, it pop. The blood, the blood. Yeah, like the pus. Yeah. It just pop. Of the infection, infection yeah. Infection, it just pop out and just like bleeding in everywhere. And, uh, and then the. They, they put the uh, uh, Q-tip, not Q-tip, the... Uh, cotton. Cotton, big cotton. With like the, uh, like a chopstick thing, you know, roll with that cotton, big cotton, sticking in, try to clean it. Then I was passed out again. I was, I was, I was passed out. I just... Was that the most pain that you've ever felt? Oh my God, in my life, yeah, I, it was so yes yeah so but this time when i woke up i'm with in one room that with the really 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 six people because they didn't throw me in a dead body room because i believe my heart is still beating or something you know what i'm saying right and they just used the bandage when i woke up it's no stitch anything it's still raw and open raw well they put some power oh, or okay. whatever and tie it down but it's still it's still 
painful. Yeah, I can imagine. So, because they basically just chopped your skin. Yeah, open that. Sliced it off. Not slice it off. Just just open it. I know yeah. it's just just like open infection place. Just open it and right. try to get the blood or whatever the infection. Take it out and clean it. At that point, you probably probably wished that you just would have died on the table. Yeah, you just keep. Well, it was confusing. You know, you 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 want to die. You don't want to die. You just want to die. That's the only way to 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 get it over with. Right. You know, all these software, uh, no food, and then they use you as the uh, experiment. So I thought I think I came to this hospital. It, it's a it's a mistake, but I got no choice. Right. You know, I'm not saying oh I want to go to this hospital or that hospital. There's only a hospital in the whole city. Right. Uh, we call it hospital, but I don't think it's a hospital. It's just experiment place. When I woke up this time, I. I'm start thinking. I said, "This is too suffer. I mean, they're gonna continue to use me as experiment until I die. It's just like tortured, one after another. And this is the second time that I pass out in a very short time." So what's next? I honestly feel like this episode could turn into a horror movie. No, is that just me? You know, when we were growing up, we would have dinners, and that's when my dad would really kind of talk about these things little bit by little bit, not in full detail like this podcast has gone through. But I do remember these scars on his kind of forearms and where they usually do injections um, because it's so easy to point out. And so... He would always mention that coconut juice story when we were growing up. Um, I never knew he passed out from it, but it's just kind of crazy to think that given the right kind of platform, given this podcast, it allows so many more details to really kind of unfold and come out. I mean, had it not been in this way, I don't think he would have gone been able to feel like he can speak as freely. And, um, you know, it's crazy. I mean, after 50 years, the scars are still on his body. It's like a constant reminder of what his childhood was like. Like, even if you tried to mentally escape from what you knew, you still have the physical memories on your body that have not healed after all this time. And so if you guys are interested in actually checking the photos out, um, I did do a photo shoot of the scars with my father and they are posted on our website at www.deathincambodiapodcast.com slash gallery. It's under the gallery section. You guys can check out and see the actual scars on his body. 
Um, next week, giving you guys a heads up, next week, also last thing, is going to talk about the escape from this hospital. So yes, we're spending a little bit more time on this hospital and what exactly happened here, but I just find it like, I don't know, just really creepy and really, really, really weird and strange and really, really eerie. So this is this is an important part for sure. And so we're spending a little bit more time on it. All right, guys, I will catch you guys next week.